Fry's Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler cast. Yes. I'm Ian. <laughs> I'm Gavin. I'm Jiren. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've already done like a... We did a review we, in the we last show. did a regular review. Yep. Right. So uh, this is everything. This is everything. So there will be spoilers. It's in the title. It's spoilers from the off. But before we get into spoilers, it's gonna. I don't know how long it's going to be because it's not that many ties to the rest of the Marvel Universe like yeah. the word with the Thor uh, spoiler cast. But um, we haven't heard from what you two thought once you saw it. Because um, I did the review when I saw it. Ah, okay. I loved it. You loved it? I loved it. I mean, I thought it was... It's one of the most fun films I've seen in a long time. The, you know, it's so much fun that you don't notice how thin the plot is. <laughs> the plot's pretty damn thin. Somebody told you know, me it's pretty much the Avengers plot as well. Like, even down to the fact that one in their midst kind of causes a problem later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, no. It's it's really not about the plot. It's, it's all about the characters. Yes. Yeah. yes. The characters are so good. Their inter- interaction is so great. The chemistry is is, yeah. is so cool, and visu- visually, there's so much you know, like there's so much eye candy on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so colorful. Yes. yes. When you think about yellow spacesuits, yellow prison warden outfits with people with pink and red and green right. skin and red robots flying around, right. and as opposed to Man of Steel, which was gray, gray, gray. Yeah. just gray. And it's just um, it's incredibly ballsy. Yeah. They they take chances with this movie that that you know you, when when it happens you know you you. You know, like a, the, to open it with a dance sequence. To open the film with, yeah. the, with a dance sequence. To close it with a dance sequence. To close it with a dance sequence. Yeah, to close it with a climax. I yeah. mean, my yeah. God, the balls to have like, you know. Instead of having another super powered punch up, yeah. I'm going to call you out. I'm so, dance And Ron is going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and that was everything. All of Lee Paisonsmith was worth worth it for the way he kind of holds his jaw off center or something. Right. Or maybe it's the way the paint no, was his, done. His delivery He's of that tilted. line was yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, I did... Uh, Lee Pace sort of took me out of the picture a little bit because really? he's using his Thranduil voice. It's the same voice he uses in... I mean, it's his voice, but it's it, he has very similar speeches. I'm not as big as a Lord of the Rings nerd, so I didn't find that. No, I mean, like, the, in The Hobbit, Thranduil. Like, yeah, no, I you know. No, I just didn't think of it. No, even if you're not a big fan, it's like just from the trailer. I saw it a year ago, man! Uh, what, what a, I mean, but that kind of distracted me a little bit. Every time Lee Pace spoke, he sounded like his, his Hobbit character. Oh, right. I didn't get that at all. Um, and... I was pissed off at the way they did no nowhere. Oh really? Right. Yeah. It looked great. Yeah. Right. It looked great. Okay, I wasn't pissed off. I just I just thought it was a wasted up I mean I guess it's also because it's also because it's 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 a year one story, it's yeah. an origin story, so hopefully now that uh, now now that Cosmo's free, got uh He'll get a security job on the station. They, well, because in the comics, he runs um, the station. In, yeah, in the comics, he runs the station. Like nowhere, well, I, just, I got the deal. There was a deal on the. Nowhere the, is their headquarters. Is the Guardians' headquarters? Yeah, but I got a, I got a deal on the first. Whatever issues, the Legacy Guardians of the Galaxy Legacy, where Major Valiant, Major Victory turns up. Yeah, yeah. Have you read those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, the, and there are because I, I thought first. Yeah, I thought nowhere was their headquarters, but like it is their headquarters. But there's a large part of that arc is dealing with the rest of the people who live on the yeah, on yeah, yeah. No, yeah. There, there is like a whole sort of community that's there. Um, but and they by, move and they move. They've moved in like as a part. Right. You know, yes. asking. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, it's possible that in the sequel, no, the nowhere in the movie might be closer to the nowhere in the comics. Yes. I, I, I guess liked, I was. Just, I would have liked also. Like because Cosmos the dog, he he's like a psychic who's as powerful as Professor X. Yeah. Yes. And he's also speaks with a Russian a telepathic yes. Russian yeah. accent. Yes. You know, I, I, was, liked I was I was so looking forward to like Peter Stormare or someone like you know <laughs> voicing this guy. I did tell you beforehand you were going to be a little disappointed. 
Yeah, I, I was, you know, it's, I mean, there was a nice little nod to it when um, when Rocket and, and Cosmo <laughs> look at each other and yeah. they have that little growl. I mean, that's a nice little nod to their relationship. But, but again, as I think you're just, it's a year one story, so who knows yeah. what they're going to develop. In yeah, that. and there is a lot to cram in. You've got the plot and you've got the origins of all these different characters. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I mean, even the trailers took a shortcut by putting Drax in the lineup, whereas they couldn't do that in yes. the movie because he yeah. turns up later. Yes, yes. yeah. And, but I thought that was, I thought, it, it was really brilliant the way they set up all the characters. Like mm, the, yeah. the character work in this movie is really, yeah. really spot on. I mean, just they they give just enough to make them interesting, but they don't like sort of overburden you with exposition. You just get enough to love them and yeah, get them together. And you know, just uh, what you're saying about riskiness, like you know that Act Two turned to Act Three, which is a seven minute dialogue yeah. conversation where you're just arguing, where they're just sitting in a circle. Oh yeah. All right, I'm. Standing. We're all standing up now. We're all standing in a circle like a bunch of jackasses. I mean, and that's mm. that's their, you know, that, that, that's that, dynamic. You, that line was improv by James Gunn's brother. Gunn, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I mean, that's their big Act Three turn, and it's very unusual again in a movie. They're like, come on, guys, he's got to come in in a second. We got to have a plan. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, did you see what happened? Uh, because of the Bonza money it made, uh, Marvel gave James Gunn a present. What they gave him. He put a photo on his Instagram, and it's basically, it's a little plaque, and it says on the plaque, that was a pretty good plan, and it's the two halves of the orb with the red gem in it. Ah, uh, cool. So that's a that's a nice touch. That's, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, and again, Marvel just, they know how to select people. I mean, I mean, they're, they're choice of, of director. They, mm. they really give the right people the right And even, chance. did you hear the story about the woman who wrote the, the first draft of the script? Yeah, that she yeah. worked with their They basically, program. yeah, they, tried, they had a program for writers and she said, give me Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, what? Did yeah. you want something else? Because you'd had a lot of uh, shit to do with before. I think the before. guy who wrote Thor also came out of that. Did he? Yeah. Wow. The, or, or, no, no, no. He's writing the next Thor script. Craig, Kyle, Christopher, well, I can't remember his name, mm. but he's now working on, you know, one mm. of the big... Because it was basically her script, then James Gunn's scripts. It wasn't... And also based on the success of Guardians, it looks like Marvel might be going ahead with their um, uh, Inhumans, yeah. um, Inhumans film. Well, there's been a rumor going along for a long time that, you know, like Marvel's are... Marvel kind of, they're, they're scaling back to Fantastic Four merch and stuff like that because they don't want to... They hate Fox, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't get on with them anymore. And they, they felt like the Fox using Quicksilver in... The, the falling out over using Quicksilver in Avengers 2 and in uh, X-Men Days X-Men Past. There's all sort of stuff going on. There's going to be... A, there's a comic book series then coming up called Inhumanity. Right. Where the Inhumans are will be... Uh, there's, uh, there's a certain amount of Inhuman genes in, in Earth and somehow Terrigen mists get out and so Inhumans start manifesting in the normal population as opposed to the Inhumans living on the moon or in their flying city. I can't remember where they are now. They moved from the moon to Earth at some point. Right. So basically, Marvel are going the way where, right, we can't really use the mutants or anything for a while, so we're just going to seed it everywhere with the humans. Right. So the backup plan was that we just basically do mutant movies, but just call them Inhumans. Right. Well, so I mean, that's, been a, that's been a rumor that's been going for months. But it's slightly different. Like, the pitch I heard for Inhumans, which got me interested, was that it's basically Game of Thrones. They huh? want Game of Thrones. They In want- space? Yeah, it's essentially... On the moon? They're going to be on the moon? They're going to, I don't know what the where they are, but they want to have that, you know, the, it's, it's the, the family dynamics mm. and all that, you know, everyone's... Because the Inhumans are crazy characters. They live on the moon. They're humans I'm not, who I'm not too familiar them. with the Inhumans. I, I, mean, read I, the, I, I mean, I know Black Bolt, but that's about it. Well, I mean, they're a, a royal family and they have princes and there's fights over like, who... Will... I've never read an Inhumans comic. Every time I've read Inhumans, it's because they've guessed it in another comic I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think part of this was that uh, the Marvel Avengers now 
uh, comic series which is either com- running or coming up we mentioned this a while ago Medusa's part of the Avengers there uh-huh. mm-hmm. and there's no X-Men in that comic line comic lineup you know and they yeah, also I don't think no I know, I know I know but it's like Stephen Strange is back on the team as well it's like right. they're starting to they, they, it, the the indications were they're trying to just you know build the universe to a little bit yeah, to get the movie but you don't put Brian Michael Bendis on your X-Men titles I mean if you're not interested in developing your X-Men titles no but yeah. they've scaled a lot of them back the X-Men weren't on the, the cover of the 75 years right. of, uh, anniversary book and stuff like that there's, like, just, there's, it, it, there's enough little details that are there that are like hmm hmm I read well, the, I guess if it's a choice between promoting Avengers and a promoting X-Men, they'll promote Avengers. But on a comic first. book celebrating 75 years of Marvel and there's no Wolverine on the cover or Professor X or Cyclops, right. that is bizarre. that's a bit odd, right? That is very weird. So yeah. what's the deal now? Like, basically what, Fox will have X-Men until they stop making X-Men movies? Yeah, I think they have to go a certain period of time without making money. And, uh, and Fox still owns Silver Surfer, right? Silver Surfer, fucked up. Silver <laughs> Surfer, the, the the scrolls are also tied up in there. Doctor Doom, yeah, Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. uh, the Badoon, because the Sarkarans or whatever they are in mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, they they wanted to use the Badoon, but they can't because the Badoon are more associated. They, they were dumb when no, yeah, they, they were dumb. Marvel were facing bankruptcy when they wrote those 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 uh, yeah. contracts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's basically they didn't say, oh, you get all the Fantastic Four guys. It's basically you have the Fantastic Four properties, and it's, so if it turns up there more than once, you've got it. Like yeah. Galactus is Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, X Men is like anyone who's immune. That's why Silver, Scarlet Witch and whatever are Loki, Pokey Stick, bait children of Loki, Pokey Stick. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and also, I, I remember reading like one of the theories why they didn't do much with Cosmo is because Cosmo is telepathic, and anything that has like sort of um, mutate, you know, like mutant sort of abilities, mm, it is uh, sorry, sorry. is a mutant. Is a sort of um, you in- can't say that you can't have telepathy. No, I just no. I, this is what I read right. somewhere. I don't know how true it is. I mean, unless you actually read the fucking contracts, we don't yeah. know what what, what the true. deal is. But I read the. Do you remember those Marvel Knights? Uh, yes, in human series. Yes, fantastic. Yes. Jai Lee did the art. For Paul that. Jenkins yeah. did that. right? Paul Jenkins. Yeah, boom. I had I have a complete set of that. I think that's a good, uh, most of it. They're basically when I was a home cleaning up the yeah. comics last year. Um, that's that's where they think the, the best in human story. Yeah, right? because it's yeah. the next generation of kids, and like the the parents of Black Bolt and all those are very off in the distance right. and they get subjected to Terrigen Mist and the jock becomes this weird little fucker yeah. you can paint and, and you know the, uh, uh, in, they, move, they form an embassy on the, Earth the current Guardians of the Galaxy is based on a run by these writers called Abnet, Dan Abnett yeah. and Andy Lanning yeah. and they also did this series that was set in the Marvel Cosmic Verse called War of Kings okay. which is basically a battle between these various interstellar Families, you've got the, the the what is it the Leandra the one the chick who was the Shiar the Shiar space the, bird dicks yeah you've got the Shiar versus the Skrulls versus the Kree and the Inhumans yeah. were also part of that royal family who were who were fighting oh, each other cool so I mean that was really cool so if they can somehow you know bring sort of the Inhumans at the Marvel Cosmic Burst that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've made, they've now got a cinematic Marvel cosmic verse, as we say, is yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Because I had Comicsology every year would do a free issue, first issue of uh, the Annihilus, Con- Annihilus Conquest, or Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest, or Annihilation. There was a couple of series of that, yeah. and then there was one after that with the flanks, and the artwork was kind of painterly, but it wasn't. I didn't really, it's great. I didn't it's- like the style. But I would see the first issue and go, I'm not buying really any more of this. But, but it seemed interesting. It's a really good story. Really? It's Annihilation? Really, Annihilation. 
It was basically the interior is kind of shitty on the annihilation. Well, because, because it's not because what the annihilation things how they work was they it's sort of like six or seven miniseries yeah. and then they've got like one yeah like annihilation they, Nova annihilation yeah. Quasar and, and Quasar like and it, it was I mean so you've got different art teams on each one yeah. so some are better than others but uh, I real I mean because the, the it was basically they had these big sort of summer cosmic crossovers in between uh, uh, the Nova comics and mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy comics and they're really good annihilation okay. is good. Annihilation Conquest is good, and then they had War of Kings after that, and then they wrapped it all up with the Thanos Imperative Initiative or something. And it was it was basically wrapping up Abnet and landing sort of like five six year run on the cosmic titles, and they're just really good. They had an amazing run. Abnet and Landing's uh, Guardians run was very cool, and their Nova run was really good as well. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't, I haven't read the Nova Nova run. run is excellent. I think. I got another one for cheap, which is Nova returns to Earth and gets like the Avengers initiative. Yeah. Uh, Stark is kind of is like getting into registration and yeah. around Civil War time. Yeah, which was I mean that was a great part. He was doing Civil War because he was off in space with Annihilation, where essentially yeah. and, that, and then there's no more Nova Corps at that point. Yeah, he was no more, and he was basically a general in this cosmic army fighting against Annihilus as his his army was sort of like creeping through the entire universe. So he comes back to Earth and he's got the power of the Nova Corps and Stark's like you have to register. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, yeah. the universe almost winked out of existence and you're fucking around with this shit, fighting each other and killing each other? Yeah. Fuck you, I'm going back into space. And he just, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, of course, Stark tries I've to I've got to be a him. human rocket somewhere or yeah. something. And because they that they rocket places, right? I think, like, Stark tries to stop him, but he doesn't quite realize he's now, like, an nth-level yeah. superpower because he's got the entire power of the Nova Corps. Yeah. So he just, like, I, think, I think I got a few more issues. I think I did buy a few that was basically... He's doing damage repair. I think it's the Nova standalone after one of the big things where he's doing damage repair and he's kind of going from place to place. Yeah, that's the and first issue. About, yeah. Where he, 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 like, every time he finishes something... He's he straight on to the next job, yeah. And then he, there's such a backlog, but by the time he gets to one of them, everyone's been dead for, like, weeks. Mm. And it's just, like, people... Like, he goes to rescue this spaceship and everyone's dead inside and their bodies are floating and they've been dead for weeks because he's the only Nova left. Mm-hmm. So the backlog of emergency calls is such that he can't save yeah. everyone. I mean, there's really like powerful stories, and it's interesting. I don't know what they'll do then with if Nova comes into this because in the comics, it, like that's a great setup in the comics. Like they're 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 relatively powerful, then they're all wiped out. So he's incredibly powerful. That yeah. works on their level, the cosmic level of threats they're dealing with. Yeah. But these guys just fly spaceships and wear funky jackets. Well, I mean, I, the way I was thinking it, they can probably after you could justify it by saying, okay, after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy, they do wipe out a lot of them. Where they wiped out a lot of them, they would maybe create. Okay, I'm getting really geeky, but yeah. yeah, this is the place for it. They could create sort of like a, an enhanced a, Nova Corps. Yeah, and a, a group of Nova Corps people who are their Green Lanterns who can go out and yeah. actually do shit. Mm. Yeah, and I think they had in the comics in the current comics run. There's a group of no, I think they call them like the Nova Black Corps or something like that. Black Ops or X Force. Yeah, whatever. which are meant to be like the ultra powerful Nova. So I guess they could. Uh, yeah, you can work with that one. And I think Nova seems is, to be one, a, yeah. seems to be is a one of those that's a great, I think it, it's a great visual because it's sort of, you get that speed, the human yeah. rocket, so the, the, you can somehow capture that speed of flying. And then it's on a talking with, raccoon in a giant tree, yeah, I think, and, and Goofy with, no longer comes into it. Yeah, and it's Green Lantern, it could be Green Lantern yeah. done well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, there's a, there's, there seems to be an awful lot of stuff from this movie left in the cutting room floor. Like, I'm pretty sure Glenn Close didn't sign up for what she was in the movie for. 
Unless they promised her, no, no, you're coming back in the sequels and you're going to do this, this, mm. this. She's pretty, yeah, I mean, like... Uh, I mean, that, look at that, Scarlett that, Johansson, like, Black Widow's first appearance in Iron Man 2. She didn't really do much. Why is she there? And then... But uh, all of these, it's all multi- multiple movie deals. Yeah, but there's also a lot in this that's like, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer. There's even small shots in the trailers and things. Right. Apart from even just the lineup. The lineup's something they, they shot for Comic-Con or yeah. whatever. But there's other shots in there that aren't in the movie at all. Right. But that's quite common nowadays in trailers. You, you, you see that quite a bit. Yeah. My theory is, I think they cut everything that wasn't about the main group. Mm. Because they realized, like, this is where the money is. I mean, you know, people love these characters, the chemistry is really good. So, for example, like, you know, it kind of works, but Ronan is, he's a mustache twirling villain. I don't know, and you know... Well, um, I mean, the the part of the problem... He's a fanatic, I like that. Well, part of the problem is, like, you, you introduce Thanos... And uh, aka sitting down, dude. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that Thanos is supposed to be like the big, the big evil guy. Yeah. So you know that no one is as evil as him or as strong as him, which automatically kind of diffuses Ronan. Right. You know. It's... Plus, in the evil side of the Marvel Cosmic Universe, subcontracting is all the rage. <laughs> yeah. Thanos wants this thing, but instead of just going to get it, he gets Ronan to do it. And by the way, he also sends his daughters with them and the little other Chitauri guy who's fucked now. Speaking yeah. of, I did Wesley? Like... Is he Wesley? Yeah, it's Wesley. That's Wesley, Wesley from fucking Angel. I did. Li- I thought Karen Gillan was really good as Nebula. Yeah, I liked. I liked her until she uh, got angry. Whenever she got angry and raised her voice. I didn't find the, it. Yeah, the cool... She was trying to fight out the Scottish yeah, no, accent just, coming through. No, it's I'll like, fucking when, kill you. No, no, it's like you know, when she was cool and just sort she of. She was great when she was cool. Yeah, then, what then, she say when she's when she's fixing her arms is like, "Thanks, Dad." Yeah, yeah. And she does a little kind of a little strut. Yeah, no, I mean, like when she's cool and she's being threatening, I found her very effective. Whenever she gets angry and starts raising her voice, I actually didn't find her. I, I, actually, I don't know. I just something got lost for me. Mm. But she's definitely coming back. I want to see more of her. Yeah. Well, James um, Gunn has said that they yeah. that he wants to um, develop Nebula and um, uh, Yondu more in in the sequel. Yondu's great. Michael Rooker's fantastic. That's, and that's also a nice nod to the original um, Guardians. That he has a, an arrow. No, be, no, because uh, Yondu is a. He's the original. Yeah, in the seventies one. Yeah, but he also he's an he's an he's an archer. Yeah, he's an archer. He's an archer. Yeah, yeah. And he also has a kind of a mohawk in yes, it as well. Yes, so there's yes. a lot of nice little touches there. That although I in the like. movie he's uh, you know in he's got way more control on the arrow than he did in the comic. Yeah, right. But that was just a cool. That's a scene that like it feels like it could have been cut, but they left in because it's cool with the whistling around yeah. and just killing all those motherfuckers. Well, also, yonder's. A, I mean, Michael Rooker. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I like to call him when, Space Merle. Everyone he, he plays from now on is basically just Merle from The Walking Dead. When, when he turned, when right. he when he turned up at the beginning, you just saw, you, you know, you just start smiling. Mm. You know? I did feel that his turn with regards to when he finally gets Quill and Gamora, and then he turns that felt a little forced when he turns to like, okay, let's go raid the other place. Like he's, gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna kill her for in front of you. Uh, okay, sure, let's go get Ronan. But I think the thing is. That, it didn't feel forced I, I to me. It didn't feel forced to me because I never believed he was going to do yeah. that. Mm, like, yeah. for me, he was never that. Because but never that but that's party. something about the film is that you never at any point feel like anything is at, at stake. Yeah. You know, there, think, there's uh, never... There's, there's, you get, I think, a, mo- a moment when they kill Peter Serafinowicz or whatever his name is. Serafinowicz. Yeah. Serafinowicz. Yeah. That's when you're like, whoa, shit just got real all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, but it's like, got crushed. Yeah. But, but I mean, with Yondu, like, he's, you can tell that I always thought I don't know, that. he's pretty pissed, I don't know. No, no, I mean, he's, 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 he's pissed, but he's, he's, so pissed, he's pissed in a very comical way. But here's a spoiler thing that we should go into. Who is he getting the orb for? I don't know. 
It's not Thanos, right? Because in in, in that case, like they wouldn't be going up right. against uh, Ronan. It's really. not the Collector because she's betra- she's because Gamora's got the Collector. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I can see why he wants it back because he he wants to present it because he wants to get the money. Are, are you sure it's not the Collector? Well, I, it's well the brokers. Okay, let's say the broker's not getting it for Ronan because he wants something to do with Ronan. So maybe he's right. getting it for the Collector. Yondu goes to the broker to see about getting it. So he be I don't know. There's just it, there's a lot of. You know, it's not... Yeah. Is there another it, party out there looking for this be. shit? Plain Close has a wry grin on her face <laughs> when she puts that thing in the safe. I kind of believe that Marvel's got it worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, so I do. Like, it's just, I felt a little... They know which gem is which and yeah. how it's all going to come together. Because, oh, yeah, no, th- there is a... There's a the, so they reckon online that Loki's stick, because it's ended up in the end of the Avengers, is another gem. It's a, mi- yeah. It's a mind gem. Yeah. So yeah. They, they but said, again, considering that um, Thanos supposedly wants all the gems, he's quite free with giving them out to people. Yeah. Because he, you know, he gave Loki the the, Loki the, the mind, stick. yeah. Because the, the the Loki stick is the I mean, mind one, the I mean, ether Th- is the reality one. Thanos' grand plan and everything. That's not even. Then we're not even going to get a whiff of it in, in phase two. No, you know, it's all. This is all for phase three, right? So plus it's like it, they're they're really taking their plus time. Plus, his, his big thing is. Right. I mean, I read. I just reread the the Thanos Imperative. I just read it for the first time. Didn't reread it. And um, you know, that's his whole thing is he. He defeats himself all the time. Yeah. Like that's they say that like if he actually wants to win he'll win he always kind of undercuts himself I think yeah. at one point that's, someone said it to someone else he um, always ensures his own defeat yeah. in a way and like it ends up with him sitting on a farm somewhere being happy <laughs> happy Thanos have you read it recently I no. read it all no yeah it was on sale so I got the whole you gotta read issues. if you can like the Infinity like Infinity Gauntlet Infinity Crusade and Infinity War I just read the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. where basically just takes out everybody yeah yeah, but, and, but no, it gets I, crazier as it, yeah. as it moves along. Like Jim like, Starlin is just yeah, because he has to fight like Eternity gangs up against I, you. know I, Eternity, the guy who is like the Marvel universe as a whole, the guy who's just like a big giant made of stars. He is the universe. No, he I mean, gets involved. No, I read I've read Infinity Gauntlet, but I read it years ago. Yeah, you know, and and my memory is shit with with reading. Right, you know, it's like I can watch something and remember it, but like I, I but like comic books is like Daredevil. I've read so many of them. Right. I cannot remember them. You know, I, I can remember like basic sort of like yeah. plot points, but it's like, I, 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 I can remember comics. Like, mm. uh, I, but, can't, but I can't, I can't remember panels. Well, the thing is like, Infinity Gauntlet was cool, but the lead up was also really good because mm, the I lead up was in, um, Jim Stoddard was writing the Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what he did was he brought Thanos back yeah. and then over the course of, I think the comic, Silver Surfer comic and this miniseries called the Thanos Quest, you saw him get all the gems. Oh, okay. Right, right. Because so yeah, I was, I was reading. I was like, always oh, starts with it. And he's, he's pretty yeah. So you see him assemble the gems, assemble the gauntlet, and then at the and end, the surfer's fucked at the beginning yeah. of it. And then basically, once he's assembled everything and he's got the Infinity Gauntlet, that's when the miniseries Infinity Gauntlet starts. And that leads us into Adam Warlock, right? Who was is, it, is he in the Collectors? Yeah. So this thing, James. The... I was into the Empire. Like, we don't have access to James Gunn, but Empire Podcast does, and they were talking to him, and he said that is that the pod that was in the cocoon that was very clearly seen at the end of Thor. Two, yeah, that's and that's Adam, very clearly it. That is Adam Warlock. That's Adam cocoon. Warlock's cocoon, which is going to be fucking weird to make that character work as well. Well, this is providing they're going yeah. to My, just because it's there doesn't necessarily mean it, that they're going to go one in that who's direction. Going to take down Thanos. I mean, they, they could do no, it another way, but like I think that they're. I don't know. They probably. I don't know whether they will, but I'm not sure if they're going to go with Adam Warlock. I think they're probably going to seed that Peter Quill is somehow connected because mm. he could hold the gem for a limited period of time because it's, it's something far more ancient or his father could be or they could even or they could even go with Drax I mean Drax could be the one to ultimately kill uh, Thanos 
Yeah, they kind of depowered Drax for this. And Gamora as well. Yeah, like they were, like he got his ass handed to him by Ronan. Yeah, yeah but, you know, Phase 3 is a long time away. Yeah. You never know. Maybe and, that yellow also, gun he got and, dipped in at the end or something. Just him super duper. When, know, he, when, he went, when he went diving in Celestial Snot. And also at the end, you know, uh, Drax does sort of uh, say that, uh, that, as it is in the comics, that Thanos is the one responsible for, um, for his family's death. Well, yeah, but that, that felt a bit tacked on. Because he had yeah. said very clearly earlier yeah, yeah, it was that, 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 it was, that it was Ronan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but then again, it's like there's a lot of the stuff in Guardians that feels like that, and I didn't think so. There's a... No, I mean, like to me, like the fact that it's so fun hides a lot of its flaws. I, I've know? seen and it twice, but I didn't feel that way. No, I mean, like to me, okay, the... second time, do you catch plot holes, or again, it it, it holds together? Because I that one with Yondu, that would thing what Yondu seemed like a, a a bit of a turn very quickly. It was like I'm they keep. He was threatening to kill the guy. Like right. It wasn't. It wasn't Lando Calrissian fucking around. Right. <laughs> um. I think with with with. Uh, I I could have done without Drax saying that. Oh, I want to get Thanos. He's just like, I'm gonna hang out with you guys, and then he can say later I'm gonna get right. Thanos. You know what I mean? That would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't think because it, it still rushes past. I did feel the beginning feels a little slow the second time around. Yeah, I feel it's when. Um, Quill gets to the planet and, you know, you meet Rocket, Groot, and Gamora. That's, That's when it yeah, kicks when things off. kick in. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Rocket and Groot, I think what I found amazing was that, I was talking to Gab about this, you don't think of them as amazing CG creations. No. You just think of them as characters. The the the, the work is seamless. The, yeah. the, what you call it, the compositing work. It's like, it's there, there. Yeah, they're just another character. And you judge them as you would any other character in any other performance. Because I know James Gunn said in previous interviews that Rocket's the heart of the film. And I do get that he's a tortured heart of the film. But Groot is the actual beating yeah. heart of the film. Yes. Yes. When he does that arm thing and just wipes out all those soldiers and then turns James around with that big fucking puppy spy. dog grin yeah, on his yeah, face. It's very cute. It's incredibly cute. The and, audience... You know, Every other time that love that. We are Groot. I mean, that's such a wonderful, yeah. sort of, like simple summation of everything. That but, was a bit of a plot hole. It's like, oh, we just survived. But he's Groot's gone. We, we survived. And Nadia said to me, "Why didn't you just have, take all those sticks and have loads of Groots?" Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. That was my one of the things I really didn't like. Uh, not they should have. They should have done something. They needed one more bit to show that Rocket knew that you could do like, that. Or, or the moment when they realize Groot is not dead. I yeah, they, yeah, he kind of. He's that, 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 there's a beautiful beat with uh, Drax stroking Rocket. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and then he just click glinging it, and then I don't know. Then he's got him in the plaid. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, maybe the Nova Corps say, "Well, we heard they yeah. regrow." So I mean, they they needed. I think that moment where Rocket mm. or, or they all realize that Groot is alive and. and I thought that was missing, but I guess. Or I, I thought point, they, they were going to do it. something with the spores when he lit up the, the oh, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought because yeah. they had the Peter's body on the screen. I thought, like, oh, you've all got Groot spores in you, so we can recombine them from that or something. Mm. But I did love Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Yeah, I do, for some reason I keep thinking something like more craggy. I don't know what because I think it's because of that X Men Legacy where he's at the bar with the little Groot in a pot and he's drinking and smoking cigars. Uh-huh. The cigars make me think of a more. I, I mean, what are you talking about, Peter Quill? You know that kind of thing. I always sort of imagined it was more like a, like a Kurt Russell, like a, a Kurt Russell Clint Eastwood type mm. of right type, type of character. I mean, I thought Bradley Cooper did a good job. Yeah, he's just not how I envisioned it, and okay. so even though he did a good job, it's it I, I, I had mixed feelings about it because it's not how I hear Rocket in my head. Right, you know, you know it's like you. I just expect him to be yeah, he's gruff, just, he's gruffer. Like, it's like fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Right. 
Because again, at that, I've only read that, that legacy comic, and that he's a weapons and strategy expert, and that's why Quill wants him on the team. Yeah. So it just feels like I don't know. Just it's, I think it's a too young voice or something, maybe about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, is that the issue where he 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 proposes their name to be what is it, Rocket Raccoon and the Ass Kickers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're taking on the Temple Ship thing. And his, I love the fact that in the comics, his his catchphrase is shooting somebody in the face and going, "Blam! I murdered you." Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his catchphrase. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, they did mess around with uh, Drax's origin a bit as well. So he was his family were killed in the comics, but what was the deal after that? There's something about... He's uh, human. In, in the comics, he's oh. human, and he's resurrected by one of the cosmic beings, like Eternity or, I don't know, one of them. And then he's resurrected to hunt Thanos and okay. seek his revenge. But in the movie, he's an alien. Yeah. He's, he's not human. He's a Drax. Although they could, I mean, I guess in future sequels that they want, they could bring in Moondragon. And... Mm, that's his daughter. Mm, that's his daughter, yeah. His daughter, daughter. yeah. She would have to be an alien and not human, but I mean, they could. She's a she's a powerful psychic, I think, in the comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did she become a herald? There's some I, Wikipedia, some of this stuff. There's some things where she crops At up. At some point, she piece. turns into a dragon, I believe. Wow. Yep. She's also... Did she get it on with Fink Fang Foom? Uh, no, she's a lesbian. Oh. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, did you guys have a look at the slash film? Had the like list of Easter eggs and stuff. I had a look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's one that I, I didn't think about it too much, but you know why the ship's called the Milano? Because of Villa Milano. Villa Milano. Yeah. I did not know that because she was not he, that. We didn't get that version of who, who's the boss in Ireland. We right, had the right. UK version, which was the upper hand. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so you never saw the Tony Danza who's the boss? No, it would be on, but like it would. You know, the primetime show was called the Upper Hand, and it was right. the exact same show, just set in. Um, England oh, right. and Honor Blackman was the sexy mom the sexy grandma was there sexy grandma in up the yeah, 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 yeah. Mona Mona yeah Samantha Mona. Samantha <laughs> and it was it was uh, who's the seventh Doctor Who who didn't get to be the guy was in the movie and did it with Paul McGann Paul it was McGann. one of the McGann brothers was uh, the Tony Danza character huh so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> the UK, it's like, it's like the UK and Ireland, also known as Bizarro World. It's when it comes like a alternate universe. You know, it's like where the where who's well, the Paul boss? Paul McGann is Tony Banza. Well, there's the other one. You know, Paul McGann. Paul, not Paul McGann. It was one of his other. I think his uh, older one brother. Of the one of the McGanns. Wasn't Paul McGann? Yeah. Ooh, speaking of soundtrack, what do you think of the the the, the use of seventies pop music? Love Great. Fantastic. I, mean, I love it. I dug it. It was love really good. It. Although Spirit in the Sky isn't on the actual um, movie. It's on the soundtrack. Right. It's in the it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. But uh, yeah, it was just awesome way to yeah. tie it to Earth and everything like that. And the, I thought Cherry Bomb was used really, really well in the movie. That's when they're doing what again? That's when they're all kidding up, getting ready. To yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also like they're fucking around with the trope because Gamora's yawning and Rocket's pulling at his yeah. fucking crotch in his suit, and, and like Quill is trying to be all badass, yeah. but the others are just like no. And I love the how they used Hooked on a Feeling as he was getting his ass kicked. Yes, 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 yes. That was very nice. Because it wasn't, yeah, it looks more kick-ass in the trailer. It was a really interesting moment where he's like almost desperate, where he's like, that song belongs to me. No, it's it's that fucking headset. That's the only connection he has to words. To his mom, to a certain extent. So, I mean, because there's a really, because it's, again. And his mom is played by, um, uh. Who's in Captain America. The the chick from uh, Inbetweeners movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that. The one one that ends up going with Simon. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's. She was the she was Peter Quill's mom, <laughs> but that was a real emotional moment. And this movie had those yeah, occasionally yeah. emotional moments. Yeah, because the first time I saw it, I had I'd suffered from over expectation. I saw the press right. screening, and also tired because it's fucking ten thirty in the morning when you go see these things. Yeah. And watching it, and I'm like, 
that's funny they didn't the fancy the credits like I thought that not, not, didn't notice it long the first time but it wasn't like I wasn't like riding the wave right all the, you know all the way through and even when then like the moment where he goes to get her out, it goes to get Gamora outside nowhere right everything about it, the music the way it's shot the way they did this they did, for space they did underwater yeah if you notice mm-hmm. like yeah. his hair is doing the yeah. cool underwater thing yeah. although get a fucking t- hat on the top of your fucking helmet dude and he had gloves on at the beginning if the gloves if he had the gloves on later on in the movie all those assholes talking about oh he exploded in space could have been answered because he's everybody's got gloves on but he has gloves on never mind people were giving out about this okay but that moment totally got me and I'm totally in the movie but then I kind of dropped out again but the bit at the end was amazing the way they tied it together to his mother and right. uh, when they're all holding right. fucking squad they're all holding that stone together and they're nicely set up with the collector as well saying like Five people once tried to hold it together, but they couldn't do it. But it really like, grabbed like me. said, bitch, we're the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, that was a really yeah. cool way to do and, it. And what I get, what I like is they always have these moments and then they undercut them. Like, after yeah. he yeah, says yeah, Gamora, yeah. he's like, wow, what I did, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. <laughs> that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, but that's James Gunn's style. I mean, you see yeah. Slither and mm-hmm. Super. I mean, he's really good at mixing that kind of, sort of embracing sentiment and then immediately ridiculing it but yeah. at the same time like keep it it's, it's keeping it. there's a lot of heart in it like that yeah. that's that, that i was the, the second time i was frantically looking at the background when he reaches out to his mother take my hand uh-huh. um because there's some like ufo thing in the background there mm-hmm. there's some weird shit going on in the background there that'll take till dvd till we figure out what the fuck's going on there but yeah that moment just totally got me right like no, no, absolutely i'm welling up at that point but again I, I felt it was very rushed did you? Yeah. I mean, that bit with the mom at the end. I mean, I had no issues with it, but it didn't... You can only hold it for so long. And it's, I mean, like... No, I mean, like, I I felt I was all right with it, but I was not, like, emotionally, like, oh, that's so poignant. You know, yeah. I mean, it mm. felt rushed. For me, the bit that uh, I, I, was the, the group moment, the we are Groot, when, yeah. when, when Rocket is like, why are you doing this? You're going to die. That's, that's again, that, that seals the goes, deal. Because we, we are Groot. Yeah, but that seals the deal with Rocket. He sells that, the, the animator, they sell yeah. that moment, the look in his eyes, yeah. the way his whole face. Yeah. I'm surprised, the, the bedhead Rocket earlier on didn't get the laughs I thought it was going to get in the cinema when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, just that moment, the eyes, everything sells that moment beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again I, I think what I love was it, it, for a, a big climax of a, of a big multi-million hundred million dollar film it's what you've got you know, Chris Pratt dancing yeah. and it's not a punch up it's yeah. about five people holding hands and you know being one I mean it's a very it's music over to you and points at Gamora and she's just like nope yeah, and no. like, just, nope <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay let's take, let's take it back <laughs> and it's just that's crazy. Like, who the hell would say, all right, let's... let's, yeah. let's, let's oh, he even let's, says, what are you doing? I'm, dancing. I'm distracting you, you big O, for yeah. something like a big loon or something, he calls him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I come back to... Like, I think... I like the way they did Ronan, because Ronan's a ridiculous character. He worked, yeah. I've seen him in some of the Avengers cartoons on TV. He's okay, and he becomes a hero at some point, so they kind of yeah. haven't done that, unless himself and the Red Skull are hanging out in Never Never Infinity <laughs> Gem Land or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... I really like the look of him, the character, the way he worked on it and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, visually, he was fine. And he needed to be serious and humorless because they have to make fun of him. They have to undercut him. Yeah. Chris Pratt. No, I thought casting across, I mean, was, you know, Marvel has not, they haven't, they haven't taken a, they haven't um, taken a false, false step, you know, with with the casting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, did you you see the doctored picture of him as Indiana Jones? Yes. His yes. face. It looks pretty yeah. good. That looks, you know. 
No, well, he's, see, he's he's incredibly in charming. Park. He's yeah. in the Jurassic Park yeah. sequel. So. Yeah, he's in that, and that's the one where Jurassic Park has been open and running for a couple of years. That'd be interesting. It's Jurassic Park Four, right? Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World. Jurassic World. They started releasing stuff from that. There is some photos of him in it. Sweet. And it's basically like it's been running for a while, so everyone's getting lax. And apparently, Chris Pratt is has the record for the most. Uh, he's the actor with the most number of Lego figures. Yes. Yes, that's right. He's got Peter Quill. He's got Peter Quill. Peter Jurassic World and and it from Lego. From yeah. He's got a pretty good tally for like leading films I've led in the box office. They've like done. He, he did a fast turn to success. I mean, from a he was like a character actor, a TV sitcom star, and. Now he's a movie star. Yep. I still haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty. That was one that kind of got him started going with this kind of thing. I mean, he's in Parks. I still haven't watched Parks and Rec. uh, He's amazing in Parks and Rec. Mm. Did you feel that Gamora got a little underused? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But and also they didn't really they didn't really get a chance to deal with her anguish. She's kind of chirpy about the whole thing. I think I felt out of all of them, she got the least. I think that's probably sequel. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, there's a really cool backstory because her relationship with Thanos in the comics is really fucked up yeah. and really twisted. Yeah. And also, like, like the story, I mean, like, the reason she's the most, the way she is, is there's this great issue, a story, where basically she's a kid and Thanos keeps telling her, like, you stay with me, you don't go off on your own. But mm-hmm. she's so comfortable in this world because Thanos is always protecting her that she goes off on her own. Yeah. And then she's attacked and I think beaten in insinuations that she might have been raped as well. And so Thanos finds her broken and battered. And he's like, why didn't you listen to me? And then he remakes her and uses cybernetics in all of her systems, which is why she becomes the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. Uh, hmm. So, I mean, that's a nice motivation. It's a nice backstory for a character, which I think we'll probably get in. in the yeah, because it was undersold. It's like, I'm, I'm not here to get it for him. I'm going to get it for me. And yeah. I've already got a plan going and Oh, I couldn't leave all these people and Xander die. It's right. like really well. You, I didn't, I didn't, it was like it's not totally lost. It's just right. that you know lose some of the Drax fight scene to build her up. I also, think. I think they probably needed her to be the center because all the other Guardians are kind of weird and funny. Yeah. So yeah. they need her to be sort of like the sensible. Yeah. Sort of oh yeah, yeah. No, I just thought they didn't play it up enough. It was like she was a, char- a characteristic. She wasn't a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they'll, they'll probably um, focus more on that in the sequel because Marvel has been getting a little bit of flack lately for the uh, lack of focus on this on the female superheroes. Yeah, I think superhero movies in general have been getting movies yeah. in general. Yeah, it's well known. It's movies in general is the problem. Yeah. Uh, um, what does that say? Um, um, uh, Warner Brothers thinks that uh, Wonder Woman is too, too strange and yeah. complex for a movie. Marvel, meanwhile, goes here's a raccoon with a machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a long list of that shit going on, yeah. Um, there's some other things in the collector's co- uh, collection. Apparently, there's a somewhere in there. There's a the alien creatures from Slither. Yep. Yep. There's a dark elf. There's a Chitauri. I th- there's someone in a red robe. I thought that might be just a random Asgardian. And there's your favorite. Yep. Howard the Duck. Howard the Howard Duck. The duck. <laughs> I I want to see. I mean. Uh, I want to see a Howard the Duck movie. No. They're not going to do a Howard the Duck. I movie. know they're not, but I'd like yeah. to see if, if anyone can do it, they can. I mean, but that is out of all if the ballsiest could, moves. If this movie had just, I mean, if they can, if they can figure out a way to do like a thirty-five million, a forty million dollar Howard the Duck movie, I don't see why they sh- they can't do it. Mm. I wonder if they can do it. I mean, should they? I mean, would it be interesting if Marvel started developing sort of lower budget films that don't necessarily have to tie into their larger universe? I would, I would love it if they did that. Well, they can just put it on Netflix. Well, I mean, no, because even their TV stuff is all good. It's all, it's all oh, yeah, yeah, but they could just be a different corner. Howard, you can make it work yeah. over there. It would be like uh, uh, the like uh, DC used to have that where Vertigo 
was that was its own universe. Yeah, but now that they merged it all in, so now it all, but back in the day, no it didn't sense. really connect to yeah, the yeah. larger DCU. So that way, you could get away with telling weirder and more adult stories within that are Marvel, but yeah. they don't necessarily have to always go. You know, well, Tony Stark would show up at this point, or yeah, you know, yeah. Thor would show up at this point. You yeah. know, it could have been though. Like, I'm sure there's a par- there's a parallel universe out there where it's that 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 post that post credits thing is becomes the mark of the massive hubris of Marvel before they went out of business because <laughs> to put in a character that is widely regarded as one of the biggest flops of all time from right. that catalog as a stinger. You know, people have had plenty of confidence. That, you know, everyone who makes a movie and every executive who signed, the people who thought the Lone Ranger was going to be fantastic, everyone involved with uh, John Carter of Mars, which I still think is fine. Yeah. But everyone along the train and each of those movies thought they were going to be fantastic. Just if this had not been fantastic, they would have been getting kicked for this yes. for the rest of time. Yeah. If Guardians had sucked, yeah. and then you had that sting. Yeah, yeah the people like, would have rioted. They would have thrown shit at the screen. Like, this is fucking useless. Yeah. Where's Leah Thompson? But uh, another interesting thing about Guardian success, I think it makes everyone go, you know what? Let's give Ant-Man a try. Because yeah. there was a lot of hatred after the whole Edgar Wright thing. Mm. But Guardians has proved that they kind of know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hope it just gives people, other people, more, like this, this is, like people say, like, like Far Flight, this is the kind of, like, a Space Adventures 12-year-old wanted to have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is kind of, star- I mean, for it a generation is, no, I mean, yeah, of kids, yeah, yeah. this I'm, is going to be their Star Wars. This is going to be their Star Wars. I mean, yeah. that's what I was thinking watching it, is like, this is, for, for some, like, uh, 12-year-old, yeah. this is going to be their Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And they have that, that, that battle at the end, is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those, all those Reaver ships are awesome. Yeah. yeah and, I want them and, and kids are going to fight over who's their favorite guardian. I mean, it... it, it, it it's amazing that what they <laughs> who wants to be dragged Guardians of the Galaxy movie, movie. yeah How and it's fucking so, crazy and it's called Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy. That it's and it's no longer a weird thing in your head right yeah, yeah. it's just insane that there's a <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy movie there's gonna you know there's Finally, gonna, there's gonna says in the movie <laughs> there's gonna be an Infinity Gauntlet movie you know I mean it's madness it's what kind of world are we it's living like, in like fucking the lunatics who were on the Brad, asylum yeah. Brad from Goonies is Thanos they're gonna have to pay off on Thanos sooner or later you can't just sit in that fucking chair and turn around ever so often what the fuck does he do all day yeah no the Thanos is one of these watching Carnage yeah (laughs) it is kind of like like, can they I'm sure they can but right now they still haven't quite made him work as a character yeah, no, he was a face in Avengers, and in this, he's a guy in a chair who turns. He's just looking out the stairs. He just turns yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. No, he need. They need to do something yeah. with him yeah. because right soon. now, because he's got to be the scariest motherfucker in the universe. But it's all implied, and he's got to fucking do. The next thing they see, you got to just see him ground but, a planet to dust. Yeah, but right now he doesn't he's doing look something. that scary. No, that's he's the in that like solid gold kind of yeah. like. No, I'm saying the next time you see him. You need to you need to see him killing the last person yes. of a planet like yeah. of a race. So like, right, that's the last one done. Yeah. That's now, that's for, that's, that's, that's breaks for lunch. What's next? We've done six of these already, lads. Yeah, yeah, just something. And you know yeah. what? His armor, his gold armor. It reminded me of Mordred's armor from Excalibur. Mm. A little bit, but I'm not crazy about the solid gold armor. They'll work on that. They'll yeah, work. Yeah. They'll you know. I'm just I'm just amazed that they're doing that, it. That they're doing it's it. Gonna be a thought. Yeah. I'm just amazed that not only they're doing it. But they're making Thanos look like he looks in the comic. Yeah, like and he has the weird chin. He's got, he's and, 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 and I'm he's just like, this, this is fucking unreal. Did the Kree look like that in the comics? Mm. We didn't really see the Kree because yeah. there's Ronan one of the phone. He's blue, and Ronan's blue as well. But yeah, the Kree Ronan had all that weird makeup, so you never really got a sense of what he actually looked like. Ronan, he's just himself with being blue. But are they blue? 
Yeah, clear blue. Clear blue, okay. Clear blue scrolls are green. Green with the, the freaky chin. And the freaky mammal chin. And the Shi'ar are bird... Bird fuckers. Bird yeah. fuckers. Okay. <laughs> well, they, they're always threatening to blow shit up, right? Yeah. Like, Jean Grey's going to do something nasty. Blow up the fucking planet. But well, our Empress all, is being kidnapped. Blow up the fucking yeah, planet. Yeah, but in all fairness, you know, Phoenix kind of <laughs> had it coming. She did destroy an entire world. Yeah, but they explain this shit. And there's, a, there's another podcast called Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men. They actually, they're, they're writers for... Um, pop culture magazines and stuff in the UK right. or the US but they're big into the X-Men they're talking about the beginning of it and their cold open every week is just how ludicrous certain things got oh, absolutely. about certain characters if you start talking about issue to issue what happens during Chris Claremont's run yeah it's insane it's insane it's yeah. just it's it's madness and in, in retrospect the Shi'ar knew what was coming with, with, they just didn't tell anyone right until oh we're, we're here to kill her like, well, you could have stopped this months ago like, yeah dude X-Men exists in a world where Dark Phoenix story exists and they also had a story where they fought leprechauns. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's just mad. <laughs> Chris Claremont is just nuts. And this is the this is the universe we're slowly moving into. Yeah, <laughs> when... yeah, yeah. And isn't Nightcrawler the son of the devil? But that was after Chris Claremont. God only fucking knows. So who's Peter Quill's dad going to be? You were going to say something earlier about that, wasn't it? Uh, we kind of moved on. No, it's gone. Apparently four people know. I think it's Kevin Feige. Right. So it's not the... James it's, Gunn. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be Jason of Sparrow. It's, it's, J- no. it's not Jason, no. Because it's it's right. the company. Like this is one thing where it does make sense to take another like the the, the turtle things we talk about in our other podcast, where it does make sense to align certain characters. Right. Um, but I think they're probably going to link Peter Quill to some of the cosmic beings because he's got a tie yeah, into the yeah. Infinity yeah. Gauntlet and the gems somehow. Yeah. Because they did say his DNA is like a cosmic, it's ancient, ancient. Sort it's of, a, it's, yeah. a, it's something you're half human and half something we haven't seen in a very long time. It's something very ancient. Right. So yeah. it could link to Adam Warlock. It could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That could that could be the tie that introduces Adam Warlock. Like, hey, yeah. I'm your dad. She's powerful. She's an help. Right. And I think what in Doctor Strange, that's probably where they're going to introduce the Soul Gem. Could be. Probably. In the yeah. world mm-hmm. of magic. There's going to be a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's already been mentioned in fucking Captain. I watched Captain America yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. actually, yeah. good question. Of the Phase two films, Iron Man three, Thor, Dark World, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. What's your order? Of quality. Um, it's tough because they're all really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess. Guardians and and, and uh, Winter Soldier uh, would be my top two. Yeah, it's hard to say which one I like more because they're both very different. Yeah, yeah. Depending, on, depending on your mood. Yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, I'm tempted to say that um, Winter Soldier is my favorite. Uh, because I just like that kind of genre. I love that yeah. paranoia, se- slightly 70s. Um, Robert Redford movies. Yeah, Robert Redford movies. <laughs> I, I like that. Right. You know, whereas, Again, my girlfriend lost. In, ter- in terms of rewatchability, probably Guardians. Like, Guardians strikes me as the kind of film that you can watch like bits of over and over and over again. I watched, I've watched Captain America, I think, oh, once in the cinema, but I watched, it, I watched it and then I watched it again. I watched it like on a Friday night when I was at home, plans had fallen through, and then I watched it again on the following Sunday with my girlfriend. And the bit where he comes out on the bike and takes out the heli- the queen jet, yeah, that scene, she was like, "Fuck!" Because <laughs> you forget, I'm, I'm using the cinema for the for the press screenings. I got the notepad and I'm writing and watching right. that. But I forget when you're at home on the couch. I'm still in watching the movie mode, but she just goes for it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that that was fucking amazing." Yeah, right. and the way they handled Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh, Zola, Aaron and Zola, and all that kind of shit, was right? Brilliant yeah. as well. On the computer screen, yeah. I think. For I guess me, I guess it would be Winter Soldier, Guardians, Iron Man, Thor. Yeah, I go with that. 
yeah, I think, yeah, Guardians... Like, they're all just, fun, yeah. but if yeah. I had to rank them, right. it would be like that. I think, See, I really yeah. liked with Thor the fact that you're just, you're just you're checking in with this universe of weirdness. Right. Like, it is... Here's, yeah. This week's episode of Thor. I yeah. really like that. And it's like, we're not going to... We don't need to shoehorn in the Warriors 3. Yeah. They're going to help out this part of the movie, and yeah. then they're gone. But out of all of the, out of all of the Phase 2 movies, Thor 2 felt like like uh, the most just sort of, like, episodic. Right. Mm. It felt the most sort of patched together, like they were... It felt like Iron Man 2. Yeah, they were like no, no, in terms, it wasn't quite as messy. No, no, no. I don't mean in terms of like whether or not they were what you know whether or not they were good films. I just meant Iron Man two also felt like a like a pit stop, right? And Thor two felt like a pit stop in some ways. It was a very entertaining pit stop, but it was still a pit stop. Whereas Iron Man three had a had that had a bit more to it. Captain America two had a way had a lot more to it. Yeah, Guardians just had themes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thor, Dark World, it, it is kind of... It, it, but it, it is the craziest genre It was almost like a cosmic odd couple. Yeah, c- because it's what? You've got <laughs> fantasy, science fiction... Oh, yeah, no, but... Like, I did the, everything yeah. just blended in Thor, yeah. Dark World. But they did that beautifully in the first one. The second one, they had yeah, some of the science fiction going on. But I thought it was just like, this is kind of more what we'll get. Whether you think it's a pit stop or not, I thought it was more like, we're just checking out with these guys. Yeah. Like, know, and that's but, awesome. And, but that's... But, that, right. but that's... But it doesn't that have That is slightly identity. problematic, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, because I... Iron Man, Cap, and Guardians each have very specific genre identities, mm. whereas Thor is kind of a. It's Thor. Yeah, it's Flash Gordon. <laughs> it's Flash Gordon with Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah. with some superhero stuff, with a romantic comedy aspect. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an entertaining. Mishmash. Mishmash. Yeah. But it is a mishmash of stuff. Yeah. And it's wondering, you know, you kind of know what genres Cap, Iron Man, and Guardians, the next ones, will be. Well, Thor I mean, could, Thor yeah. three could really be anything. anything. Yeah. At this point. yeah, yeah, maybe that's a problem because like Iron Man three was he's dealing with the Avengers shit. Cap three was he's dealing with the modern world. Like they had those strong themes right. behind them. Thor doesn't. Thor's dealing with well, I could have. I just it, I just can't wait to be king again. No, but really. I mean something that'll be cool to see in Thor three uh, is they actually go they make it Earthbound. No, no, like in, like an Asgardian political thriller, like you know, uh, <laughs> no, because Thor because Loki's. Uh, on the throne now. Right? Yeah. So if you if you tr- if spoilers you tr- for Thor Dark World. Yeah. You no, know, no. If you if you treat it like uh, if you treat Thor three like a sort of fantastical sort of Julius Caesar type thing, mm. y- there's there, right. there's a lot of meat there. Mm. Yeah, I mean you could. I mean he could sort of be forced to leave Jane Foster and reclaim the throne because he's got to take it from Loki and heartbreak and. But he doesn't. Soon. He doesn't know it's Loki. Yeah. Well, that will be yeah. the next one. What the next one is about. Yeah. We'll see. So I guess yeah. Oh, did you, you saw the the cameos? I didn't. Sp- you heard about where Nathan Fillion's character yes, was? Yes, yes, yes. I didn't spot him at all in, in the prison. Yeah, all. he's the big blue guy in prison. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman, I think I did see in the background yeah, in the prison I saw somewhere. Him. Yeah. Rob Zombie's also in the prison. I didn't see. Rob him. Zombie is a it's a vocal performance. Oh, is it? He's the voice of the uh, navigator, uh, Yondu's navigator. Oh. Okay. And apparently James Gunn is in the movie somewhere as one of Yondu's crew as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, what was it? John McGinley, I believe. Is it is that his name? Who? John C. John C. McGinley? McGinley? Is yeah. he in it? No, sorry. What? Not John the loud C. guy from Scrubs? No, no, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking of a different actor. Like, the guy who played the Nova guy. John C. Riley. John, John C. C. Riley. Sorry. I thought he was good. He, he had that sort of very understated... Yeah, he's just a working Joe. Yeah, just a guy. Just a dude. Although, I mean, although John C... It's like, why are you here? Although John Literally, C. this could be anyone from Central Casting. Yeah. John C. Riley and Glenn Close did... For me, feel a little out of place. Yeah, it's like the one, but, it, it, but it's more for the roles they were doing. It's like, really? 
no, are you no, like it's not so much that they like just that their acting style felt out of place mm. in the film oh I mean I just not, more like it's not to the extent to... not to the extent where it would bug me yeah. it didn't bug me because you know you're having too, you're having too much fun to be bugged by anything I mean that was that's the main thing about the film but mm. when, I, when I look at I expect I, I just expected something else from the two of them. Yeah, right. I was like, why? Like, I, I, it's, I was distracted by the fact that, like, oh look, it's going close. <laughs> oh, is that it? She's done now. Really? Is that all she did? Really? Why they get Glenn close for that? Right. Like, why does why does Glenn Close look like she's just sort of she's just accidentally seen someone take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> she has. She always just sort of has this look on her face. Apart from when she smirks at the end, when she's got the yeah, you know, the locket in her box. What's all that about? So you think she's secretly evil? I don't know. Like, there's literally, there's not enough there. It's right. a very slender tendon of what the I fuck is going on. I love the fact that in the Marvel Universe, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close are now both a part of it. Yeah. So they could yeah. potentially meet in a future movie. And boil a bunny. Like, <laughs> and boil a bunny for the first time since Fatal Attraction. I mean, and I didn't even notice. I, did, I think someone pointed out afterwards that I think uh, John C. Reilly's wife and Cave that he goes home to, Yeah. they're in the battle scene. Yeah, they're somewhere. the ones that Rocket saves. How does Rocket save them? I didn't. I couldn't even see them. He comes in the space, like yeah. when they're about to be killed. Oh, he just flies over and flies takes them out and takes mm. out the people who are about yeah. to kill them. Yeah, I, yeah, that I didn't get at all. I didn't oh, see that, that in the movie. That though. lovely scene at the end where uh, with John C. Riley, where he's trying to they're trying to ask him what's justified. You know, when Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. If I want something, like, no, but I want I take more... it. Like no, no, that's stealing. That's a crime. No, no, no. You don't understand. I, wa- I, really, I really, really want it. Drax is like. So if someone offends me and I rip out their spine, like that's really bad. That's, that's murder. murder. That's the worst that's crime. The worst crime. It's murder. You can't do that. Ah, uh, and dancing Groot. Dancing Groot, which oh, apparently dancing Groot is modeled like a uh, James Gunn of the yeah, mocap. But why have they not sold like millions of dancing Groot? I think toys? they might be, but I think because um, it was a guy Gary Witt is writing uh, a Star Wars episode. Uh, what's the next one? Eight. Seven. Eight. He's writing eight. He's working on eight with. Um, That's one Ryan I thought Johnson's? Ryan Johnson's doing. That. Working on with Ryan Johnson. Oh no, sorry. He's working on the one with Gareth jo- Edwards. Not Gareth Edwards. Josh Trank. No, the other one. The first spinoff. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Okay, yeah, Gareth Edwards. I get Gareth Edwards and Hugh and Evans confused for some reason. Their Twitter handles are similar. Um, he's working on that one. He mentioned something to that guy. Agent M loves tacos. On he's like uh, one of Marvel's publicity guys called Agent M. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, like he tweets off a lot of stuff about these things and photos and press screenings and stuff like that. And apparently they've 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 talked about it. Yeah, Gary Wood is like, you're not. Have you got where the fuck can I buy a toy, a baby Groot? He's like, well, because so, someone already has started selling on Etsy. Yeah, someone's carving them out of wood and selling yeah, yeah, small, yeah. non-animated ones. But for Christmas, it's gonna be. Remember the fucking dancing flower yes, bouquets? The technology exists. I mean, just, we had those shitty dancing yeah, flowers back yeah, in yeah, the nineties, yeah, yeah. right? And it would go really nicely on Yondu's dashboard. Right, and you just you know. Put in one of the tracks from the Awesome Mix Volume One. Yeah, or Awesome Mix Volume Two. What's on that? Yeah, we'll find out. Seriously, the guy's got the patience of a saint. I can't wait that long to open presents. <laughs> yeah, I did like that, but that Yondu's like dashboard toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just just little little, little, thing. little yeah, things yeah, like that. Just a little bit. He, he picks it up from the robot because in the beginning, when he says like, "I I just like them," you don't know whether he's fucking with the guy. Or yeah, not. the guy says it. I, I don't know if you're being serious or not. Yeah, and then at the end, you know, he really does like them. Hmm. And the fact that, you know, Peter Quill gives him one of his trolls and he actually smiles about it. Yeah, he's things. not too... He's, been, he's like, fair enough. All right, you conned me. You got me. So, yeah, he's not giving it to... I might be going to Casino Collector. He's not giving it to Ronan because Ronan's dead. Yes. He's not bringing the troll to Thanos. Because you wouldn't bring it. No one did. Well, there might be another problem. One merely does not bring a troll to Thanos. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out 
We'll find, we'll find out, find out in uh, July 28th, 2017. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Awesome. Send us your thoughts on the spoiler cast at podcast.mcappenfries.com. Podcast at mcappenfries.com. Thank you. Good night. Thank night. you.